I am Ben Newman, and welcome back to a special episode of The Burn. We are going back to the vault for this one. This is the week that the Olympic Games was supposed to start. Due to COVID, so many things have been affected. Many of us have faced significant challenge and adversity, but it's our choice to continue to fight. And we absolutely had to go back to our Dominican Republic boot camp for a message from Dan O'Brien, one of the greatest Olympians, one of the greatest athletes to ever walk the face of the earth, gold medal decathlete. One of the first major athletes that Nike sponsored from the old Dan and Dave campaign. He's gonna inspire you. This is about embracing adversity and challenge, just like we're doing now. And he had to do it when falling short athletically in order to reach the top. Every single week, we come to you to give you the opportunity to stay connected to your burn. Continue to fight. Be inspired by Dan O'Brien. Here comes this special episode of The Burn. Being an athlete is is very obsessive. It's very singular. And when people ask me, well, how did you do it? How were you, be- how were you the best in the world for 10 years? At that time in my life, it was the most important thing. Training, being the best in the world, it was the most important thing. More important than I can honestly say. I didn't have serious personal relationship at the time. I wasn't married or, uh, you know, I didn't spend a lot of time with my family. I was obsessed about being the best in the world. And I struggled moving on because of that. All right, and what, I, and what you're hearing here over the last couple of days is there has to be balance. There has to be greater purpose. So when I was done, I was like, gosh, what do I do now? You know, I moved to Scottsdale, Arizona. I played golf and drank beer, you know? That lasted 10 years, you know? And finally, my financial manager and my wife kind of said, hey, you know, you can't do this forever. And so I had to, again, just kind of reset goals, say, hey, what is the thing that, that makes me happy? But if I had created, I think, more balance in my life, I might have had a little bit more personal enjoyment of my successes. Because when I won, I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't feel victorious. I felt relief, you know. And that was that was kind of a, a, a strange thing. You know, people say, "Oh, weren't you happy?" It's like, of course I was happy, but I was relieved more than I was ecstatic. So uh, I, I think creating balance gives you an opportunity to take another step. Simplify it. All right good friend of mine, I don't know if you know him, Jim Fannin, he's known as his own coach, he's out of Chicago, he works with CEOs, and he coaches the coaches, all right, he go, he talks to the, you know, the, the head coaches of, of Major League Baseball teams and stuff, early on um, in his career, he started working with A-Rod, all right, A-Rod just gets moved up to the C- Seattle Mariners, Jim Fannin's in a hotel room with A-Rod, they're working together, and, and, you know, Jim helps you find the zone and, and compete in that zone, and he says to A-Rod, he says, tell me what you do, man. And so he's going through it. Man, I played third base and I hit for power and I, you know, I, I'm a TV personality and all this stuff. And I'm a role model. He said, no, man, tell me what it is you do. And in the next 20 minutes, they scale it down. And what they came out, what they came to find is that A-Rod puts the biggest part of the bat on the biggest part of the ball. That's it. That's his one job in life. And so to simplify it, it sometimes can make it just a little bit easier. What is this, this at its simplest form? And you know, for me, it was, you know, why I run. I run from point A to point B, and that's what I loved about track and field, the purity of it. We start here, we finish here, first guy there wins. 
You know, so you know, think about, think about that. Maybe, maybe that, maybe that makes your, maybe that makes your mission statement or your purpose just a little bit simpler to, to start. Well, I lived in the moment. Okay, if I thought about four years, it seemed too far away. But luckily, in 1993, I had a world championship. In 1994, I had, you know, I had a U.S. championship and a Goodwill Games. In 1995, I had another world championship to to go for. Had there not been anything between 92 and 96, it would have been a real struggle. But I always put all of my efforts into the upcoming. And you know, I train a lot of people. I help people lose weight, and it's very difficult to. You know, it's very difficult to have that big goal and that long-term goal. So we try to set, you know, we try to we try to set it for an event. You know, what we're going to run a 10K in four months. We're going to, uh, you know, we're going to do this seven-mile hike or whatever. Be, be prepared. So I just took it. I just took it steps. But I, I'm, I'm somebody who just really lives in the moment and is present each and every day. That's how I was able to just grind out those grind out those years, basically. But uh, I just I reset the goals. I couldn't look at 96 the whole time. It wore me out, just like the decathlon. Ten events, looking at the end, it's like, oh man, you know, it's, I don't know if I'm going to get to the end. So it's just like, what's in front of me right now, and I'm going to attack that next step. The hardest thing I ever did was break the world record. All right, and it was scary because I was trying to do something that nobody else had done before, and I was really scared. Uh, and we had, a, we got this guy in the United States named Frank Zarnowski. He's a decathlon historian, and I can remember being in a locker room in Toulouse, France getting ready for the last event, and I said to Frank, I said, is it always this hard? And he was just like, look, I've seen 20 world records, and yes, every world record that I've seen in the decathlon has just been such a struggle for whether it's Bruce Jenner or Daley Thompson or Jurgen Hinkson, the guys who have broken those world records, and I said, well, how did they manage it? And, you know, he didn't have an answer. He said, everybody's a little bit different, but uh, I was more afraid of not breaking the record than I was of breaking the record. All right, and that's what drove me. I, I love I love scenes in movie uh, movies. A uh, Days of Thunder. Tom Cruise, you know, he says, "Claire, I'm more afraid of being nothing than I am of being hurt." Right, and so it's it's a lot of the times the failure of what we won't achieve is what pushes us past that fear of what we can achieve.